Hello and welcome to this episode of Tourist of the Universe. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different because what I'm going to do is introduce you to another podcast that I'm starting and it's called Journal of a Medium. And all that I do in that podcast is basically read and share the stories that I post on my Substack since some people like to read the stories and some people like to listen to them. So this other podcast is kind of more an audiobook type feel to it, but I am throwing this episode on here. So if you are interested in listening to that, you can find that podcast and it is titled Journal of a Medium. I am absolutely going to be doing more Tourist of the Universe episodes. This is just kind of an, another thing I'm throwing out there. Uh, so I do have, really excited for this next one, I do have Rob Bell, the Rob Bell coming on po the podcast. Uh, he'll be here on the 28th, so that episode will likely be released um, on February 29th or possibly the day after. But we do have another episode coming up. This is just to let you know what's going on. So if you have any feedback on it, I would love to hear it. As usual, let me know what you think. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Journal of a Medium. My name is Ashley Monk. I am the host. Uh, I'm an intuitive medium and spiritual teacher and human, <laughs> very human. <laughs> and the goal of this podcast is really to just read my journal entries out loud. I do post them on a Substack, but it's not always convenient to go and read, you know, a 10 minute story. And I've tried posting on Instagram and it's, it's a lot of information to fit into 10 slides. And so this is kind of the middle ground where I just read out loud what I write. And so I guess this is more of an audiobook type podcast. Um, I might comment. We'll see. I'm kind of just winging it right now. But uh, let's go ahead and dive into this first entry that I just posted on Substack. So this first entry was written February 5th, 2024, and the title of this is What a Human Thing to Do. The subtitle is An Ending Tied with a Bowl, and that's probably kind of cringy, <laughs> but what I was going for was uh, there's that phrase, an ending tied with a bow, and this story is kind of about soup, so uh, I did a cringy play on words, <laughs> an ending tied with a bowl. So here we go. Two weeks ago, my father-in-law had open heart surgery. The Sunday prior to his surgery, we sat around the kitchen table and discussed what was coming. My mother-in-law is his second wife. He, a widower, married my mother-in-law, a widow, just a few years prior to when my husband and I were married. My mother-in-law told him if he saw the light or saw his first wife during surgery, she wouldn't be offended if he chose to not come back. It was said with love, and also with that joking undertone of knowing he would be just fine. After all, he did promise her at least 20 years when they got married, and he still has a few years left on that promise. She knew he'd be good on his promise. She wasn't worried. We all told him he would be fine because we felt it. There was still this nervousness, though, with him. I could tell he wasn't sure if he would be fine, in spite of all of our assurances. Noticing his lack of confidence in everyone else's surety, I did what I do. I tuned in. And when I say I tuned in, I mean I turned up the volume on all my senses to do the psychic medium thing. I tuned into his energy field and anything connected to or around it to see what information was there. And then I told him what I saw. Three days. 
The first three days will be the hardest, and then you'll feel better. You're not going to die. I feel like your heart isn't expanding as it should. It feels heavy, and the heaviness is due to the inability to expand or pump normally. There, there's scar tissue making it hard for your heart to expand, but you'll be okay. This surgery will help you. I could see that he believed me. He told me that's what the doctors had told him. Day two is when the remaining tubes come out, and day three is when the pain meds start wearing off a bit. He'd had two heart attacks prior, so there was scar tissue in the heart. His heart also felt heavy physically. He was still nervous, but I could tell he believed me. And if you told me even a year prior that I'd be doing the psychic thing for my in-laws and that they would totally and completely lovingly embrace what I do now for a living, I don't know that I would have believed you. Yet, here we are. My very LDS in-laws, who know that I have left a church that has rules about this thing, have fully embraced what I do. The feeling of not being judged or looked down on in any way has filled this heart of mine with so much gratitude. You'd think that as a 40-year-old woman who freely does her own thing regardless of what people tell me to do wouldn't need validation from family, but that wouldn't be true. I am, after all, a human. And when you choose to walk away from Mormonism as I'd chosen, there's this palpable severing on the inside and the outside. Nobody has to say anything at all to you and you already feel like an outcast. People can tell you that they love you, but in the back of your mind you hear, that's because that's what you're supposed to say but we both know that's not what you're taught to believe. There's this narrative that seems to ruminate because you know what everyone is taught about leaving, but there comes a point where integrity and sanity require stepping away even though you know the consequence, even though you know it means losing your tribe. The price of maintaining integrity and sanity can be steep. People that trusted you will no longer trust you because you left, and it doesn't matter that nothing about you has changed other than how and where you choose to spend your Sundays. On day three after surgery, I paid my father-in-law a visit in the ICU. He looked pretty good considering what his body had just gone through. I brought a bowl of homemade turkey soup made with bone broth I'd let simmer for two days. It was packed full of nutrients, tasted way better than hospital food. I sat with him and my mother-in-law while he ate. At one point, he started choking. He coughed painfully and wasn't quite sure what was happening and didn't know why he couldn't swallow his food. I looked his energy over and saw it was some kind of spasm in his esophagus. Do you have GERD? I asked. He said he did. I said it looked like he couldn't swallow for a moment because of some kind of spasm related to GERD. We talked about other things he was feeling, other health things I was picking up on he's known about for a while. All the conversation happened like it was just normal. There wasn't any religious undertones or talk of magic or gifts or anything like that. Our interactions were normal and so just wonderfully human. He was able to go home on day five or six. We went and saw them yesterday. At one point, he asked me what I saw in him. You need collagen really badly. I'll make you more soup, and that's all I'm seeing right now. But with that one question, my heart felt like it was going to burst with joy. He trusts me. I'm not an outcast. I'm accepted and loved for all of me, including the part most people would put under the category of the village crazy lady. I still have a tribe to be a village crazy lady in. My mother-in-law asked me what I saw about some other health things for someone else, and then I walked out of that house feeling so loved and normal. Like, what a dream. 
How lucky am I? Today I pulled the crock pot out to make a broth that I told him I'd make. I make it all from scratch. At one point I thought, how Mormon <laughs> of me. And then I stopped myself. Making soup to take someone ill or in need isn't a Mormon thing. It's a human thing. There's something about service to others that lifts us all up, and to slap a religious label on what that looks like feels wrong. It's a misappropriation of the reason behind acts of service. I stepped outside for a minute because my husband was fixing the car, head buried in the engine, and the neighbor across the street was over chatting with him. He used to work for the church finance department. He knows we've left and had our records removed. And there he was chatting with us because we're neighbors and fellow humans. The neighbor on our left is still afraid to talk to me since she found out that I'm a medium, but they're pioneer heritage Mormons and today I feel like I'm okay with that. I feel like that wound from the severing is healing. An end to the me versus the church kind of period of life, like I can more easily see people without the label of religion or feel like I have to anticipate what someone who is a part of my old religion will think about me. I can better see people as just humans. But the biggest leap in that healing for me didn't come from endless amounts of inner work on the topic. It came from making a bowl of soup. It came from being shown unconditional love and acceptance from my in-laws. They were the evidence that my fears of rejection are sometimes and maybe even often unfounded. We are all humans, and humans can be full of love, no matter what tribe they're a part of. We are all one tribe of humans. So I'm going to make a more conscious effort to see the world that way. I can only imagine what kind of healing would happen in the world if we all made a little soup and showed a lot of love. We'd heal it all. Thanks for listening. My name is Ashley Monk, and you can read this full story on substack.com. My substack is titled Journal of a Medium, if you want to search for that. And if you are interested in hearing more of what I have to put out there, you can also find me on Instagram. My handle is postmormonmystic.